What is up, guys? This is Coleco Labawanan, a.k.a. TE5 Pharaoh, uh, bringing you the very first episode of the TE5 podcast. Uh, this is a podcast that I truly hope to grow, and one day I hope it's uh, being downloaded and listened to by millions of, of people. Um, you know, definitely we're trying to uh, do big things here in TE5. But um, the whole purpose of this episode uh, is to bring you guys the history of TE5, uh, how it all started, um, you know, where did it start, and kind of highlight some of the major things that uh, got us all the way to where we are today um, in the history. Now, <clears throat> at some point, this uh, audio may be listened to by people, by the public, people outside of TE5. Uh, but as I'm recording this right now, this is solely for the intent of our members within TE5. Uh, so you guys that uh, know nothing about our history, I know there are very few of you that are still in TE5 that do know the history, at least some of it. Um, but for all you new folks, uh, you guys can understand uh, how this uh, team turned into an organization and where it all started. Okay. Now, uh, just a quick disclaimer, guys, none of this is scripted. Okay. I'm basically talking right off my head and just going off of my memories and, you know, all the experiences I had. Um, so keep in mind that, um, you know, um, <clears throat> You know, I may skip around some some places here and there. Uh, it's not going to be a perfectly flowing uh, thing as much as I hope it is. Uh, sometimes I can lose my train of thought, so just bear with me. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's let's get started. So the way I, th- I want to break this down, guys, is we're going to do it. Uh, we're we're going to break this down into eras. Okay, uh, really, there's probably. Th- three to four different eras that compromise the entire outlook of, um, or they kind of encompass the entire history of TE5 to try to make things as simple as I can. Um, you got to bear with me, guys. This is my first time using uh, the Anchor app to record this audio. And it's got me on a timer, and I'm not sure if it's going to quit recording or what here in just a minute, but... Um, anyways, guys, that is how we're going to break this down. Uh, the first era that I want to discuss is the originals, the original era. Okay. With the very beginning of when T5 first started. Oh, there we go. Okay. So it didn't quit on me. It's just, um, yeah, it's just doing something weird. Okay. (laughs) Cool. So, um, guys, basically starting with the original era, and I'm going to kind of rewind a little bit and start from what got me wanting to create T5 and just the team in general. You know, so this is probably right after I graduated high school back in 2010, early 2011, I'd say about mid to late 2011, my freshman year of college, uh, I was playing football and everything, and you know, I <clears throat> was kind of getting bored of football um, there for a while. So, you know, I started picking back up playing uh, video games again, which I used to play a lot in high school, actually, before my senior year. Then I kind of quit playing my entire senior year because I was so, solely focused on football. 
uh, at the time. But, you know, basically, <clears throat> fast forward and back to my freshman year, um, you know, I was trying to find a game that I really, really enjoyed playing. I tried Call of Duty out, and I absolutely sucked at Call of Duty. I didn't have the reaction time to <clears throat> compete with those uh, players just in pubs, man, I was getting, uh, shitted on <laughs> all the time. So, uh, basically quit that game after a little bit. And then, um, I was always in the sports games. Okay. I was a really, really good Madden player. I love playing Madden. I kind of like playing the basketball games too. So I was kind of doing that on my own time, just, you know, playing online, doing stuff here and there, but it was just for my own fun and enjoyment. Uh, but then I picked up Battlefield 3, or yeah, Battlefield 3 was my first time really going online to play uh, a shooter um, outside of Call of Duty. I, I used to own Battlefield Bad Company 2, but I never played it online. I only played the single player. Uh, so I guess you could technically say Bad Company 2 was my first Battlefield experience, but it wasn't really till 3 where I really got to... S- to play Battlefield, you know, multiplayer and everything on the Xbox 360. And, um, you know, got into that game. I, I liked the, the realism of it, the bigger strategy type of game. It's a conquest, you know, a lot bigger than COD. You know, COD's just jumping around and, you know, a lot of head glitch and quick reaction shooting, whereas Battlefield's a lot more strategic. It takes, you know... Uh, you know, a lot more strategy and takes a lot more teamwork uh, to be able to win games. Not that COD doesn't, but, you know, it's just Battlefield's a different type of beast. <clears throat> so, you know, I kind of liked it like that, you know, and I started getting into it. I played some infantry uh, here and there, and, and, you know, I was okay at Enfy, but I, I didn't, still wasn't really good at the game. Uh, but one thing I loved about Battlefield was there was vehicles, Okay. And I just, to me, vehicles were like game changing. I was like, holy crap, I can get in the tank, I can get in the heli, I can get in a jet. Um, you know, I played around with all the vehicles, but uh, over time, I started to really get good in the tank. <clears throat> you know, I got to where, um, you know, I was playing in the tank and I would actually go positive, you know, with my KD. I wasn't going negative every game. Uh, and then I got to the point where I was actually the MVP of the match. And, and I won't forget the first time I was an MVP uh, of, a, of a game, man. I thought I was the shit, man. I was so happy. Um, you know, and then it's just kind of from there I started thinking to myself, man, I got, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this tank thing, man. I think I can, you know, keep practicing and get really, really good. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, I kept playing a shit ton of CN Crossing, Damavon Peak, and, uh, if those of you that are familiar with Battlefield 3, you know, you should know most of these maps, but, um, just really, really, really started getting better and better and better in the tank. You know, now this is all before I started TE5, so keep that in mind. Um, <clears throat> just playing lots of tanking and, and, you know, my KDs are starting to get ridiculous. You know, I would go, you know, 101 in, in games and eventually 200 and four in games you know i'd have some really really ridiculous kds uh we we used to play max tickets and um you know just keep switching sides and servers um you know if it was like max tickets i'd start on one side on damavon take and basically take the enemy team all the way down to like a thousand or 500 tickets and then just switch sides and bring it all the way back people used to get really mad at me for doing that but 
Um, <clears throat> anyways, um, I, I got really, really good in the tank. And eventually I got to the point where I was just like, you know what, it'd be nice to have like a small group of guys, you know, like my own little team to play with me in these pubs because, you know, I could do really good, but, you know, I was thinking, well, hell, I couldn't imagine if I had three or four other guys, you know, uh, playing with me and we were working together. So that kind of started to get me think of creating a team. And I met this guy, this was, I don't know, probably summer of my sophomore year of college, uh, or the summer of my freshman year of college, 2011, going into 2012, uh, his, and his name's Mike, I'm not going to say his full name because I didn't get his permission, but um, he just went by Mike, but his gamer tag on Xbox was called God Can Destroy, and he was like the first guy that really reached out to me because we were playing on uh, No Shark Canals, and I was in the tank, and he was kind of just tanking with me, and he saw me just shooting these helis out the sky, making these ridiculous shots with the tank, and uh, he was just completely amazed and kept messaging me and bugging me, and I kind of ignored him at first, you know, I thought he was just, you know, just being like, oh yeah, hey, great, nice, but I didn't really take him seriously until finally he bugged me to get in a party with me, and I just did and talked to him, and uh, ever since then, he was, I mean, he was a cool guy. I first met him, um, played with him, and me and him literally played that entire summer. I mean, that was the first time I ever, like, seriously played with another human on a video game, like, over and over and over. Uh, Mike would always, ta and we text each other, Mike would be like, hey, when you getting on, man, you know, and we literally were playing all day from the time I woke up to when I went to bed. Um, and that was a fun summer, but, you know, after me and him played for a while, I kind of thought of the idea. I was like, you know, Mike, why don't we, you know, make a team and let's see if we can get some more people like this, you know, just because I had so much fun playing with Mike. Mike was a really good infantry player, you know, so he kind of ran on the ground while I was tanking and, uh, you know, we, we did a lot of work in servers, which was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I started thinking of a team name and just kind of thinking of the vision of like, what kind of team am I trying to grow here? And um, I thought of a whole bunch of names, but, you know, I basically, you know, I, I pictured myself having five other people along with me, you know, Mike was included in that. And I thought, you know what, we're going to have five people and we're going to wreck in these servers. We're just going to dominate. So because I had that vision, it made me think, well, what kind of name can I do to follow that vision? So that's what brought me to the Elite Five, okay? Um, I had a bunch of stupid names. I had, like, the Fantastic Five, and, you know, from the movie Fantastic Four. I think I watched that, and that was somewhere near that, that time. Um, you know, I had a bunch of weird, dumb names. But, you know, the Elite Five was like, eh, you know, it might be a little cheesy, but, you know, I kind of liked it. And more than I liked the name, the clan tag TE5 to me was just super catchy. You know, I was like, that's a really catchy clan tag. And I think that's just something that could stick with people. TE5, TE5, you know. Um, and, and ultimately, I decided, you know what, the name of the team is going to be the Elite Five. And our clan tag was TE5. So uh, we started it pretty much right after that summer. Um, Mike was technically supposed to be my co-founder um because you know he was like yeah we're gonna build the team and grow it and whatnot but you know once we actually started the team and, and I first I made my first couple recruits you know he kind of fell off the 
you know, went MIA and just kind of disappeared. And, you know, it was just the team was really left to me um, to, to grow it and build it. So I was kind of on my own, which, you know, I was like, damn, Mike, I thought we were in this together. But, you know, I mean, I kind of dealt with it and moved on. So um, now eventually Mike would come back and he did play with us in quite a few different matches. Um, but he was never I never considered him the co-founder. He technically he was the first recruit ever in the TE5. So, uh, after that, uh, I just started playing in the, playing in random servers like I've all, like I've been doing for many, many months before I started the team and, um, you know, just started messaging people in the servers, be like, Hey, you know, and would you like to play on my team? You know, and just trying to recruit people. And I ran across this guy named Vengeance, uh, Vengeance, um, lived in New, uh, I don't know where he is now, but he was living in New York at the time. And he officially became my first recruit. He was like, yeah, I want to join. So <clears throat> we get him, I, I get him into the team. And then he's like, hey, I got like two or three other friends I go to high school with. And they're interested too. So we recruited both of them, NS Lone Wanderer and FX uh, Elements. Those were the first uh, three other recruits in ever in TE5. And kind of from there, uh, we just started to grow it. Um, we had a guy named Extreme Chaos. Uh, we had a guy named Lizard Balls, which he's actually going to play a big, a big factor in the history of TE5 a little bit later once I <clears throat> discuss a little bit further down the chain. Um, you know, we had Lizard Balls. We had a whole cast of the, what I consider the originals, uh, the very beginning of T, the, the original TE5 members. And, um, you know, I just built a lot of great relationships and we started playing together in the servers and we were just pubbing. I mean, you know, we were playing together and, and randoms and just dominating and it was fun and I enjoyed it. Um, you know, we just kept recruiting and recruiting and we, we got up to about 12, I don't know, 12, 14 people. And after that, we started to decide that we wanted to get into competitive. I had a small little leadership put together. Which, you know, I told the I had a group of leaders and I told them, hey guys, you know, I'll let you guys vote on every decision I make, but you know, I kind of uh, went against that rule just because it took too long to get decisions made. So I kind of took it upon myself to recruit and approve people and do all the stuff that I wanted to do. And some people didn't like that. Vengeance specifically didn't like that. He ended up leaving because of that, which you know, kind of sucked, but it was okay. And then the other guys just kind of followed suit and just, you know, did whatever I did. So, and went with the flow. So, you know, we just kept building the team until eventually we decided we wanted to try to play competitive battlefield with our team. So I knew nothing about competitive play. I never played a competitive match in my life. I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know who was competitive in battlefield. You know, so I started doing some research, digging, and I started to find some other clans and their servers and stuff. And, um, you know, we um, ran and, and actually before then, um, right, right before we started to get into competitive play or decided that we wanted to play a competitive match, uh, we ran across this guy who uh, we were playing in a random server against, and his name was uh, uh, K uh, King Merch. Uh, he was the uh, he is the owner, still is to this day, the owner and founder of Tyrant Militia, which is a big community uh, team as well uh, for Battlefield and many other games. 
And uh, one of my main guys, his name was Blade. Uh, Blade, to this day, was the best LMG user I ever had. Uh, he, he could wreck people with um, <clears throat> any LMG, really, the M16 or M60 uh, E4, I think. That was the gun. I'm not sure. But, you know, Blade knifed this guy, and then this guy's messaging us saying he wants to sponsor us and stuff. And I'm just thinking to myself, I didn't know what the hell sponsorship and all that meant at the time. I was like, oh, cool. You know, this must be legit. You know, so we got in the party, we talked, this and that, and, you know, it's everything sounded cool, and, you know, he kind of came on, you know, wanted us to kind of represent Tyrant Militia, and he wanted to create some TE5 stuff. He actually created the first TE5 logo, uh, which if you Google TE, uh, the Elite 5, you, you could probably still find it on Google. It's actually a picture of five skulls. Um, each skull kind of represents the different classes in Battlefield, but the one in the middle being the commander, which was supposed to be me. Um, <clears throat> and that was really cool. And, and, you know, he gave us a lot of free gear for Tyrant Militia and stuff. So we, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of did with that. And then through him, we met this other team called Teamwork Defined or TWD, uh, which I, I don't know if they're still in existence or not to this day, but it was founded, uh, and owned by a guy named Deadeye, which, uh, and now today Deadeye's the, uh, I believe the owner and founder of the hardcore league, which is, a, a now a current bat competitive battlefield league. But, uh, you know, merch basically wanted us and TWD to fight each other, to go against each other in a competitive match, uh, to determine who, who they would uh, basically sponsor or go with. So that was our first head-to-head -head match, or first head-to-head -head match we agreed to. And, uh, man, we practiced for, I don't know, it was probably a couple months before we, the match was scheduled. And uh, it was just a 12v12 on Xbox 360, you know, T5 versus TWD. And at the time, T TWD had been around for uh, many years before us. And uh, they were a lot more advanced. They had a website. They were a lot more structured. You know, we were just kind of a group of guys where I was dictating everything and everybody just kind of fell in line. Um, but we did have some talent, uh, specifically myself, because at the time, I mean, I was a pretty badass tanker. I could do really, really good. And I had some pretty good infantry players. So, you know, I was confident. I was like, yeah, I mean, I think we can take them, um, you know, and we get ready for the match and... Um, the match happened and we, it was a first, we played four maps and I, it was, you know, whichever team won the best out of four. So, um, and then we had a tiebreaker map if we would have tied two and two, but TWD was a hardcore team. We were a core team. So we basically agreed to do two core maps and two hardcore maps. And, uh, the very first map, which was the one we picked, which was Damavon Peak, because I was really good at Damavon Peak, uh, we ended up, that was our very first round ever playing competitive battlefield, and we won that round by, I don't know, it might have been 40 tickets, 90 tickets, I'm not sure exactly. There's a video on YouTube, you can go and search T, uh, TWD versus TE5 uh, Damavon Peak. Uh, it's from the POV of uh, Deadeye. Deadeye recorded that match. Um, and that was our very first win uh, in a round competitively. And that, Now, granted, we didn't win the series. We actually got swept 
uh, for the rest of them. We lost all three of the remaining maps uh, after that. And uh, we learned a lot. Uh, you know, we basically took our first, we had our first competitive win, but we also took our loss because we lost the whole match because we lost the rest of the three maps after the Dan LeVon Peak map. And, uh, you know, that was the first time I really had to experience, you know, failure and loss. And, you know, that's when people and egos and like, oh, this didn't work. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. The finger pointing, you know, that, that's that's where as a leader, um, you know, I started to really feel the, you know, I always I always got to experience the pros of being a leader, you know, all the good things. But then, you know, once you take that first big loss and, and whatnot and the finger pointing starts, that's when you start to experience the, the uh, some of the bad things uh, that you have to deal with as a leader. Um, you know, so I basically had to, you know, play damage control, keep everybody calm, be like, look, you know, we're going to get them next time. We got to work on stuff. And there was a lot of eye-opening things that, you know, we didn't know about, you know, we, all we knew was pubbing and just, you know, out slaying people and thinking that was the way to win. But, you know, TWD ran good strats. They had good strategy, good tactics. Uh, they worked in tandem. Uh, they used to, they did this damn guided shell, you know, where one guy had a so flam and they were just, their tanks were just lighting us up before we could even get out of their, our base. And just, you know, it was pissing me off so much in the match, but you know, I came to learn that like, okay, if we're going to be able to compete, we're going to have to start learning how to work together on some bigger level things, especially when it comes to the vehicles. That's when I really understood that like, you know, in Battlefield, you know, if your tanks are reigning supreme and your tanks are staying alive, you know, your chances of winning go up exponentially, you know, because your tanks are like your perk. I mean, uh, in infantry wins games, don't get me wrong. Uh, it always has and always will. But uh, an infantry that has vehicles basically gets a full range of motion. There's no, they're not getting suppressed in any situation, so they're free to move. Uh, and, and to be able to dominate on infantry, your free range of movement's key to everything. You know, when you don't have tank support, you don't have air, and you're an infantry, you know, your your movement is limited, which limits your ability to, um, you know, be able to get good angles and, and flank uh, the enemy and stuff, and it makes your chances of winning go down significantly. So that's when I kind of started to learn all that. And, um, you know, basically... Not long after that, uh, we wanted to reschedule a rematch with TWD, in which we did. And that rematch wasn't going to be for quite a few months away. But in between that time, we recruited uh, a lot more people. And we got an air team. Uh, we actually you know, got a good heli. And we really beefed up our talent significantly. We played a match against Voodoo Gaming, uh, which was a really small team. Not, not nowhere near structured or big as TWD at the time. Uh, but Voodoo was ran by a guy named Leper Messiah, who at the time uh, introduced me to the world of dogfighting in Jets. Okay, I mean, you know, we had a guy named Gabo and um, Devil Dog, which in pubs, you know, I, I recruited them as our jet pilots because they were like gods in pubs. And I just thought like nobody could beat them because I couldn't do nothing with them um, in the jet. Not saying I was really good in the jet, but I was okay. But, um, yeah, so we basically went up against 
uh, Voodoo, and we, you know, we played CN Crossing and F- Operation Firestorm, but, you know, they ended up losing like two or three guys, so we ended up just calling it after Firestorm, and uh, we basically obliterated them on Crossing. <clears throat> uh, we, we had them based, you know, within the first two or three minutes. Um, you can go see a match if you want to look at that on YouTube. It's TE5 versus Voodoo, V-U-D-U. Uh, and that came from the POV of Leper Messiah. Uh, any matches of the early days that were, uh, any footage of us playing was always from the enemy's point of view because uh, we didn't have anybody that was recording matches or even knew how to do that. I sure didn't know how to do any of that. So, uh, but that was a good match. You can see it, you can watch that on YouTube. Uh, it's still there today. And uh, after that, we go to Firestorm, and I'm thinking, you know, I got Gabo in the air, I got Devil Dog, I'm like, we're going to be okay. And then we just recruited this heli team called, uh, from a team called A&V. We kind of just absorbed their whole team. I convinced them to, to join TE5, and, um, you know, I was thinking, yeah, we're going to be okay. And sure enough, we get absolutely waxed because Leper and Matt Haughty at the time, uh, Matt was his uh, wingman, and Matt's a very good jet pilot as well. Uh, they were both dog fighters, and they just shitted on uh, Gabo and Devil Dog. And once again, we had the uh, experience of loss, and you know, you had to go through all the struggles of, um, you know, dealing with the the finger pointing, the bullshit. You know, so it was another hard point, and we ended up, you know, losing one or two guys after that. Um, you know, and then we just kept growing, you know, uh, every setback that, you know, we had early on just kind of got rid of some of the more toxic players, I would say, or brought out some of the toxic players that, you know, weren't toxic before, but they really were. So at the end of the day, it you know, it sucked because I didn't like losing people, but, you know, it was ultimately for the better. So, Ever since then, uh, you know, leading up, then we had the we played another team uh, called uh, Tier One, which was led by a guy named Marauder, uh, which he's actually still around on Xbox One today. If you uh, people that know Marauder LLTE Five, that's him. He used to, I believe, he was the owner of that team, and that's where me and him first met each other. Uh, we played on uh, CN Crossing and another map, and we we shit it all over them. Um, which that was a good win. Uh, but then eventually this all led up to the really, really big win. Our very first huge win that I would consider, and probably still to this day, the most memorable win I've ever had in T5. And that was the rematch with TWD. You know, TWD was our first ever match. We lost to them. And then we go for the rematch. And the rematch wasn't for like, I don't know, three or four months later. I mean, this was way out. So we knew going into this one that like we were going to get strat we were going to have better strategy uh we were going to plan more we were going to practice more strats and it was the same format like the first one uh we we were going to play four rounds okay and the team with the most you know whoever hit three wins or won the most you know first team to three wins basically wins and if we get to go to a tiebreaker then we would it was two core maps and two um hardcore maps or actually, I take that back. We we didn't do a best out of five. We did a best out of three for this for the rematch. Okay, so we picked one map. They picked one map. Our map was CN Crossing on core, 
uh, core game mode, normal, and they picked Caspian Border, which was on hardcore. Okay, so the very first in the first match was crossing and I wanted to go first because I knew I was going to shit on them because at that time I was like unstoppable on crossing. I felt invincible. Um, <clears throat> and with my team, we were just, you know, our practices and our pub nights and stuff. We were just shredding teams or shredding uh, the pub, our servers against randoms. But um, <clears throat> we did that first and we ended up basing TWD probably within five or six minutes. Um and we won CN Crossing by probably 400 tickets, um, something big like that. Uh, you can see TWD versus TE5 uh, coming from the uh, POV of uh, uh, Aver. Uh, he was a member of us at that time, which uh, if anybody, none of you probably know Aver, but Aver went on and now he was uh, actually a former Rainbow Six uh, professional player. I don't think he's a pro player no more, but he was, you know, in recent years to this day. But, um, yeah, he recorded that footage for us, and he was kind of like the first TE5 video guy. Um, he created this funny, uh, just this little video intro of me and Blade one day. We were on, um, I can't remember the name of that map. It's on the, some island map, but we, we were basically just doing this promo thing where me and him were going into a building acting like we were shooting people and stuff and trying to make it look all cool. And uh, we had Kazi shoot the LAV to get give these uh, effects where like the walls are crumbling down around us and we're still fighting and stuff. And then there's a T5 intro. Uh, and, and he was nice enough to do all that for us. Um, and you can still find that to this day. Uh, if you search for it, T5 uh, something, I'm not sure. T, you know, but it, it's it's on uh, Aver's thing. I may have to post a link about it if you guys want it. But uh, you know, we we won the we ended up winning the rematch. Basically, we we killed them on crossing TWD. Then we go to Caspian, and it was a tougher match on Caspian being hardcore. But we ended up winning the the Caspian match by like 60 tickets, 40 or 60 tickets. Uh, so that that was like our first huge win because throughout the the initial match and the rematch like TWD and TE5 uh, we had a big rivalry um, we hated each other pretty much uh, me and Deadeye hated each other we were always rage rage messaging each other and just acting stupid saying a lot of dumb shit um, which now today me and Deadeye are really good friends but um, back then we we hated each other so um you know, there's a lot of shit talking, a lot of this and that between our YouTube channels and our members. I mean, literally, we hated each other. It was a rivalry. Um, and, and for us to win that rematch was just kind of like a, you know, back at you type of thing. Um, you know, and then from there on, we kind of, you know, laid our dominance over TWD. We, we, not, we never played TWD again in BF3, uh, but we did play them in BF4. Uh, which that's in another era, but you know we they they never really beat us again after that. <clears throat> but um, you know, but just just that first win though, man, I won't forget. Like I was in school and I went and you know right after that match, dude. Like I was so happy. The rest it was hard. I don't think I slept well. I went and got some fast food, some cookout or something, and we probably stayed in parties till like three or four in the morning with the guys. We were just you know it was a really good time, really good moment. Um, 
But yeah, after that, uh, we played some other teams. We got to know more and more of the competitive community that actually existed uh, and, and really started to learn to find out that, you know, we, we, th- we were in a small world with just me and, uh, you know, TE5 and TWD, and we thought we were like the cream of the crop. But, you know, we started to, you know, find out there was teams that were like light years ahead of us when it comes to talent, tactics, and, you know, we, we started to learn over the next few months after the rematch that we were in for a much bigger uh, workload, and we had a long way to go to be considered a top team, which was our ultimate goal. You know, I think that's every competitive team's top goal. So, you know, um, we basically just, you know, keep building our team. We keep getting better. We played a few more scrims uh, against um, Team Havoc, which uh, at the time I had a, you know, right right before the start of BF4, uh, I would can say I, I had, I probably had the best air team I ever had. Uh, on my team at that time I had a lot more depth right before BF4 we probably were running four or five deep in every position tanks infantry um, air that's kind of when I started to really expand our roster and um, that's when we started running this thing called air battles uh, which was super fun it was a game mode I created Uh, we started to run in-house like scrims and practices to really try to beef up our tactics and our and our skills and uh, at the time uh, before we played Havoc I had this guy named Zephyr Lynx I had Dominus Lumen, Leper, Matt Hottie, and Gypsy which those five were really really badass um, uh, dogfighters and I had them all and I could interchange them and we I mean we just had a nasty air team and then we also had one of the best heli teams in the team poops and morosky uh and and poops was at the time the best uh 2v2 heli uh heli pilot in the game and i had all of them so i mean that was i mean our air our air was almost untouchable so we i think when we played havoc we played cn crossing which was our pick and they they picked um uh, Caspian border. Okay. Which, you know, I mean, from all my past experiences, I never lost on crossing just because I was so good in the tank and, you know, I had good infantry around me, but, um, you know, we ended up getting our shit kicked in on CN crossing for the very first time. And I was like, Holy fuck, what went wrong? And we were just getting way out talented on the ground. I mean, they just had way too much infantry talent than than our guys, and it showed in a twelve v twelve. You know, you got to have a lot of talent. Um, it's not like a thirty two v thirty two nowadays, where there's just so many players and so many guns. You know, it's more about your your numbers and your soldier placement versus skill. Which skill is always important. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, the lower your player count gets in a competitive mode, the, the, the higher the skill the skill requirement is to be able to win. Um, you know, and that was just one of those situations where, you know, we just didn't have the talent to compete with them on the ground. But we go to uh, Caspian Border, you know, and we're already just kind of down because we just got our asses whooped on, our, on a map that we're usually known for being dominant on. Uh, and we go to Caspian Border, and it was a tough match. You know, our air really struggled at first. I had confidence, though, because I knew how talented our jets were and the heli was. But, 
and we were struggling at the beginning, but I'd say about midway through the match, we were losing, I don't know, about 40, 50 tickets. And uh, we just, all of a sudden, Zephyr, Dom, Lumen, I think they flew that match. They just kicked it in high gear, and then we just started shitting on their air. And next thing you know, we're getting the, the air advantage. Our tanks are surviving. We're putting their tanks down, and we bring it back and just pretty much dominate from the midway all the way to the end. So... Technically, they won by ticket count. We only agreed to play two rounds. Winner would be by ticket count. Um, but it felt really good to have that air dominance uh, and just assurance that we were going to have solid air. So <clears throat> that's kind of, guys, the whole history leading up to uh, right when TE5 started all the way through the original era and then the golden era. Okay, the golden era is pretty much the moment we beat TWD on the rematch all the way to that final match, which was against Havoc. Uh, and, and you guys got to understand, this is like a time span of, you know, probably a year, something like that. I mean, this is a while. It's not like this all just happened within a matter of a couple months. I mean, this this was a spanned out thing. Um, you know, but I'm going to rewind again because I think... You know, it's very important for me to mention um, a couple things that I forgot to mention outside of just our competitive history. So um, right after the very first loss to, um, or right, actually it's right before we played TWD the first time. Okay, we're rewinding guys. We're going all the way back to the very first competitive match we played. Uh, the guy named Lizard Balls on uh, our team was a part of this uh, he used to be a part of this other small group of guys and uh he recruited this guy named zen okay and zen at the time was this young little 15 14 year old kid i don't remember how old he was i think he was like 14 at the time 15 something like that and uh you know he wanted to play and he was a cool guy and i got to know him and stuff and he played with us he was another one of the originals and he was there for the very first twd match and, um, you know, over time, he kind of grew up and, and into my leadership. He was an extremely loyal uh, kid, and, and he played well. He listened, and he just really, you know, caught my attention in a lot of ways. So I ended up promoting him to my leadership. And, um, you know, after the first TWD match, in between the first TWD until the uh, rematch, which was probably a five to six month time frame, uh, maybe not that long, might have been like four months, four or five months, but um, we decided to create this European faction called uh, the Euro Elite Five, T-E-E-5, Okay. And, you know, I was thinking, you know what, I've got all these, you know, because I started getting European players that wanted to join TE5. So that was kind of my, my reason for doing that. So we did that. Um, and then we were setting up scrims for our Euro team as well as our main team. Uh, I even created uh, like a JV team called uh, Team Torment, which was... Um, uh, like our basically anybody that wasn't good enough to be on the elite team, the starting team, we would put them in there. Because as I told you, our roster started to really grow rapidly after that first uh, TWD loss and match we had. So we had all these new teams and moving parts. And, and uh, you know, I'd say it was the summer of 2013 by this time. And uh, the Euro Elite 5 had about, I don't know, probably had about 10, 12 people in it. 
and it, I had, I kind of appointed its own leadership and, you know, I was kind of letting it run itself. And, uh, sure enough, I go on vacation and, you know, one of the guys decides to basically betray me and, uh, take the team and, and convince them to all leave T5 and join this new team, uh, called Team Rain. Okay. And, um, you know, Zen was kind of there to pick up the pieces and do major damage control. He basically, you know, because I'm, I'm gone on vacation uh, through this whole time. And, you know, I was like, yeah, it's really fucked up to do that while I'm gone, which, you know, must have been planned, so to say, because the whole team didn't know I was leaving for a week. So uh, Zen really kind of kept everything together when that happened. That caused a massive rift in T5. A lot of people were confused and upset and just really you know, didn't know why they did this and so forth. And, you know, Zen kind of had to hold the ship together. And when he did that, that really just, you know, really won my my ultimate respect and, and love for him. And uh, after that, I kind of eventually ended up telling him, you know, he could, you know, he's really up there with me being a co-leader for doing that. Because, <clears throat> I mean, that was a huge thing. I mean, he didn't have to do any of that. And I was, I was thinking he was going to leave after all that went down, but you know, he stuck with me. He said, Coleco, I'm here with you, man. And, um, I'm not going anywhere. We're going to do this. So, you know, he, he, he played a massive role in the early days on the leadership side. Um, you know, he helped out in, in many, many ways with that. So, you know, I had to mention you, bye. I love you. Um, <clears throat> So fast forwarding guys, now it's, you know, I want to take you guys back to explain Zen and how he came into the picture. And Zen's still here to this day. Uh, he is playing PC more nowadays, but he is going to be coming back um, to uh, T5 mainstream once we uh, hit BF5 and once that comes out. So and he's going to be managing our social medias and stuff. So when you see social media posts and whatnot, that's him doing that. Um, so yeah, going into the next era. So we went over the original era from the very beginning. This is all BF3 we went to the golden era, which was still BF3. And now we're transitioning from BF3 to BF4. And in BF4 comes the birth of the super team era.